Welcome to The Commercial Disco, the only show dedicated to exploring the great stories and people driving Australia's unique innovation and tech landscape. Now over to your host, James Riley. Hi, I'm James Riley from innovationoz.com. Welcome to The Commercial Disco. Uh, Look, I've had a bit of a fascination in the last week or so with the administrative orders of the New South Wales government, the new uh, Gladys Berejiklian government. They've reduced the number of departments down to eight. One of those new departments is the Department of Customer Service, very unusual. Victor Dominello, the former finance minister, is now Minister for Customer Service. There are a whole bunch of movements in government that make that very fascinating. Data Analytics Centre, the DAC, has moved from Treasury to Customer Service. Service New South Wales is finance into Customer Service. The Office of the Customer Service Commissioner and the Behavioural Insights Unit at Premier and Cabinet have also been moved under Victor Dominello in that Department of Customer Service. Now, today I'm talking to Paul Shetler. Paul is well known to many of the people who watch innovationoz.com. He's the former CEO of the original Digital Transformation Office within the Commonwealth. More recently, he is the co-founder of Accelerate HQ, kind of a digital consulting delivery organisation with government and industry clients. He's in Australia, neither here nor there maybe, but on a distinguished talent visa. This is his area. Now, Paul has looked at these administrative arrangements or administrative orders and says it really positions New South Wales in a, at the absolute forefront of the thinking on service delivery and measuring outputs and outcomes. So I had a great chat to him about this and where it all sits. And I just I started by asking him, what's it all mean? Yeah, so well, what we're looking at right here is, for me, just, just I'll just preface this by saying I think this is an incredibly exciting change that's happened. Uh, the places New South Wales really at the forefront of what's happening in digital service delivery across the world. So just get that out of the way right now uh, and use that as a filter for what I'm saying going forward. If you look at the Department of Customer Service, and this is why it's interesting, the Department of Customer Service, they basically took DFSI, which was the Department of Finance Services and Innovation, and they added the Data Analytics Center uh, into it. Uh, they added the Customer Service Commissioner into it. They added the Behavioral Insights Unit into it. Uh, they kept the call center for RMSW, and they added the liquor and gaming for New South Wales. So I think James and I were both sort of wondering what, what, what that means, uh, and I guess we'll find out soon enough. And then they removed a number of things from it as well, which I think are sort of telling. They took out uh, Revenue New South Wales. They moved that to Treasury. They took out the Procurement Board. They moved that to Treasury. They took out administration and legislation related to the Minister of Finance and Small Business, and they moved that to Treasury. They moved New South Wales Telco Authority to Facts and Justice, and they moved administration legislation related to Minister of Water, Property and Housing to Planning and Industry. So basically what you've got is a DFSI, which has now been heavily focused, really, on digital and service delivery, uh, which retains Service New South Wales, but has added an awful lot of firepower in terms of measuring and in terms of directing which I think uh, it lacked in, in, in those cases before. And it's just an incredibly focused change. It's just really good to see. So just just before we get get into some of the nuts and bolts of those changes, what do you think of the name? I mean, I, I'm a bit distressed at this idea that we have a, a Minister for Customer Service. Surely we're citizens. 
Yeah, you know, this is that's one of those sort of semantic things. I used to, you know, when I when we were at GDS and Ministry of Justice and then DTO, you know, we would call them, we would say users, you know, users first, right? Yeah. Uh, and people say, oh no, no, you don't get, you can't use the word users because that's not a very nice word. Call them customers. But the thing is, you know, customers actually implies it's a choice. And in the case of government, there is no choice. Yeah. Uh, there's one provider, and guess what? You know, you have to use it. And you know what? You're going to pay for it whether you like it or not because you're paying taxes. So it's not really, they're probably, you probably could be a better word than customer, maybe citizen, but nonetheless, that's the word they've chosen. And the intent of the, of the organization, I still think is absolutely great. Yeah, sure. And I guess, you know, maybe Department of Transport perhaps has customers. customers. But uh, I, I don't know, family and community services, you would think, probably have just, just the clients. Same yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, okay, so Service New South Wales is obviously central to this. That's been, you know, uh, what I would think a five year journey for New South Wales. I think it was a factor in the election. There are people, I, I genuinely, in the most recent election, anyone who goes into a Service New South Wales office gets a pleasant surprise. If they haven't been for some, that's not something you can say about most government offices, is it? But genuinely, yeah, not. that's true. Yeah. You just really can't. So, so that's central to it. But incredibly interesting, bringing in data analytics and the customer service commissioner. So let's talk through that. Oh, and sorry, the behavioural insights unit from Premier and Cabinet. Yeah. Talk us through that. What's that mean? Well, I think you know the DAC was something which which Domino put in in the first place, right? And then later on moved elsewhere. But you want to have some ability to to measure. What's actually going on? And not only, you know, obviously you want to measure services, and that's something which is, is not, you know, you can you, you can do easily, relatively easily. But I think you also want to measure, you know, where services might be needed, what additional kind of services might be needed, and you might just want to measure is in general the need across the community and how it can best be met. And that's not something which is really most governments really do a very good job of. Moving into customer service commissioner and somebody whose job it is actually to be responsible for the quality of service and for establishing service levels and for establishing standards of service and so on and so forth. Now they have the ability to deliver the service. They have the ability to specify how well the service should be delivered. And they have the ability to say, well, are we actually delivering it at that level of service? Putting those three things together is something which actually I'm not. I'm trying to think. I'm sort of racking my brain right now here in the studio, but I, I can't really think of any other government that's done that. So, I mean, this is so. You're saying this is, I don't know what you say, world class, but certainly you know among a world first kind of structurally different way. Yeah, it, it definitely is because I mean you can look at other governments that have done this kind of stuff before. And again, this is sort of a still an early journey to transform government and to really make it responsive to citizens. But if you look at some of the early examples, like with GDS, right, you know, they had things like the performance platform, which is brilliant. And it was a way of measuring, you know, amongst things, you could measure user satisfaction of services and how they went up and when they went down at the time. But you didn't get any kind of any, any kind of aggregation across it. And you didn't have anybody actually saying, well, actually, it needs to do like this. You know, all we had was the numbers, but we didn't have somebody saying what to do about these numbers. Yeah. And having a customer service commissioner, and you have somebody there who could say what to do about those numbers and provide some direction. Um, you can look at Canada, and they've got a digital ministry, and so on and so forth, but it doesn't seem to have the same aggregation of delivery, of measurement, and of specification that, again, that we're seeing here. I haven't seen this anywhere else, really. Um, if you compare... New South Wales, and you look at it as 
a political entity. Just look at it that way, rather than a state of the Australian Federation. It's pretty big. There's about several million people living in it. It occupies a very large land mass. It's got all different kinds of industry in it. It's not a historical accident or some little tiny peculiarity with like one million people. And it's not something which just sort of popped up from one day to the next. It's not a greenfield. It's actually got a history behind it and it's got an awful lot of systems behind it. So the digital transformation of New South Wales is both challenging, hmm. but also they have a, to me, it seems to have an extremely ambitious and I think quite practical plan for getting there. Which again, I think is world first. So I think they've made quite a bit of progress in their ability to collect data. Yeah. And that would be primarily, I would have thought, through behavioral insights or through the premium cabinet changes. So that, that goes into customer service. So I'm not sure what other sort of arm twisting needs to be done across other government departments or if they have access to the kind of data that they need. Well, I think to some extent that's going to be, I would, I would assume that that's to some extent the role of the DAC is that it's going to probably be augmented, I would hope, to provide some of that information. What they're going to want to be looking at, I mean, there's, there's already policy work which is coming out of out of the old Department of Finance, out of this current department, which has been looking at user journeys across departments and how this yeah. fit together and so on and so forth. Now they've got somebody in there who is, now that the explicit focus of the department is entirely upon customer service, I can imagine that that will get a bit of a charge. And I would imagine also that there should probably be a bit more uh, oversight and governance how other agencies deliver their services. Yeah. You know, you have Service New South Wales, which is a world leading portal for service delivery. Like if you pointed out, people tend to have good experiences with Service New South Wales. Yeah. If your interest is in actually improving the citizen experience of government, you're probably going to have more people going to Service New South Wales and to other channels. And my understanding is that that kind of is probably going to happen. And then structurally, this split between the role of Treasury, which seems further, further boosted, and what used to be finance, this, this idea that customer services is measuring outputs, presumably, and then feeding that data back into what programs get funded or not funded or emphasised or de-emphasised. But Treasury... I, I, I think they may also... From my understanding, if you look at sort of behavioural the behavioral unit and, and the customer service commissioner, I would imagine they're going to be looking at more than just outputs, but actually outcomes, which would, again, be a big step forward. Okay, so... But, and you... By outcomes, you're talking about customer satisfaction, and that could be customer satisfaction across the like social service delivery. Yes, it could be. Yeah, it could be. It could be across the kind of user journeys that are being defined by the policy unit today inside of IDG. It's. Uh, I find it fascinating that finance has been so well. It appears to from the outside, I and mean, I, I, I must say they've been fairly quiet since these administrative orders came out. But the. Uh, Within the power structure, finance seems to have atrophied as a function. Well, yes, perhaps. I'm not quite sure what to say about that. I, I'm just looking at it sort of from the standpoint of the structures. Most of the structures associated with the Department of Finance have morphed into this new one. Okay, this gets a little bit tricky, but um, procurement. Where, like, the procurement board has gone to Treasury. Yes. All right. But the whole of government responsibility for ICT and, and digital, I guess, is in customer service. So presumably procurement policy would rest within that customer service department. That's what you, that's what you would assume, given the current standing. So, which I mean, again, which again makes a lot of sense. So my, my interest is uh, around 
kind of procurement as an industry development engine. I know no one else is particularly interested in this. I mean, ideally, you want your procurement to actually do the job that you you. you no, it's massively important. It's massively important. I mean, that's what you know. Just let's face it. Uh, you know, most governments do that. The U.S. government certainly does that. Chinese government certainly does that. There's no reason why the Australian government shouldn't do that, particularly when the Australian government is saying that they're you know they want to establish a. Uh, a technology sector, you know, what better thing does a startup have than a customer? So I wonder, that's exactly right, and I wonder where New South Wales Trade and Investment and the Office of the Small Business Commissioner are in Treasury. I, I mean, Treasury and customer service seem to be working hand in glove. Hopefully they'll be able to leverage in some way the uh, procurement side of things. Victor Dominello is obviously a powerhouse in um uh, as far as you know, just providing the energy and direction. Maybe I maybe I'm not paying close enough attention, but I certainly don't see that at the federal level or in, in other states that have a cabinet level minister who's a fundamental driver. Yeah, I mean he's been he's really driven since since I've been in Australia. Okay, I've only been for three and a half years, but since I've been in Australia, um, he's been the man driving certainly in New South Wales. And if you compare the experience of New South Wales with that of other states and with federal, it's head and shoulders above, right? I mean, there's been a level of energy and dynamism coming out of the state, but have ambition as well. Not just energy and dynamism, but also ambition. Yeah. And I think that's what comes out of this reorganization is the ambition and then also the ability to, to actually realize it. And that, you're right. I mean, that to me is, you know, it's quite impressive. Yeah, I haven't seen that. We haven't seen that at the federal level. We've seen lots of changes in ministers at the federal level, handoffs between different ministers at the federal level, reorganizations and this and that, but not much else. States have tried with differing levels of success, but they've not, it's not been at the same level of priority. It just, it just hasn't been, right? Look at Victoria, look at Queensland, and so on and so forth. You know, Western Australia, South Australia, they've all had digital programs, but they haven't had the same kind of strong ministerial focus. And to make any of these kinds of changes in government, you have to have a minister where that is, you know, their guiding mission. Yeah, I think uh, we'll, we'll see how it turns out at the federal level. Depends on what happens in the next couple of months. Absolutely. We, we might move on. There's just one other area that I wanted to cover. We spoke about it briefly the other day. Digital transformation is this is this weird and somewhat washed out term. You don't even like the word digital anymore. So yeah. so what's your? Uh, if, I don't, I don't, we don't really have a, I don't really have a catchphrase for it. But uh, the digital transformation, right? The thing about it is like, what does it mean? Does it mean you know putting a website? Does it mean uh, getting culty with agile? Does it mean spending all your money on user research and never delivering anything? You know, what it, it, it can mean lots of different things. And the problem is digital as a phrase, is it just a bunch of boomers getting down with the cool kids, you know, 20 years too late? Or is it, you know, what is it? What is it? Nobody can really explain it. And so when we at AHQ, we talk about companies using uh, the technologies and ways of working that came about through the internet to change the way they do business, to operate at the speed and quality of the internet. That's what we talk about. We don't have a phrase for that yet. We don't yeah. have like a, you know, I've heard people use the word future enterprise. Yeah. And that comes, that comes kind of close because it captures some of the essence of it. Because really to do this kind of stuff, you have to change the way the business does its business. And again, I think, again, if we talk back to New South Wales, you know, it's not just putting up a WYSI website. Yeah. It's also having the measurement capabilities, the setting the standards, and the ability to enforce them. I think you've talked about lipstick on a pig. 
over, yes. over years. And I guess I, I, I suppose it's a continuation of that conversation. Yeah. I think you also suggested technology and design or design and tech. Yeah, we use a lot of times we use the word technology and design when we don't want to use digital. So if I, if I go to a conference, we, oh, I usually just talk about technology and design because that is the essence of it, right? And how those things then relate to business process. All right, look, uh, I think we might leave it there. Paul Shetler, thank you very much for, uh, for joining us today. That was terrific. Thank you. you enjoyed this episode of the commercial disco please like subscribe and leave a five-star review wherever you heard us and head on over to our website innovationoz.com to check out our latest news and reviews focused on tech innovation and policy and reach out on our social media to ask any questions or be a guest on the show until the next time this is the commercial disco Wishing you a great week ahead.